Welcome to another episode of I'm Chris the Dom One Podcast. I believe it's episode 114. If it isn't, I will correct it in the title. But anywho, how you living? I'm living swell. Uh, how's the weather in your city? <laughs> the weather in my city was cold, cold, mixed with some snow, mixed with a couple of days of more cold. Mixed with uh, a severe uh, snowstorm that shut the city down. Now, see, the funny thing about my city is, and my city is different from the cities out north, like uh, New York, Boston, uh, Buffalo. Um, the, we, we, we can't handle snow, okay? We, we love, like, if we're off, or if we call out, or if we call out from work, or if um, if you're still in school, school shuts down, things of that nature. We love the um, the ambiance of snow. We love to play in it. We love to make snowmen. We love to make snow angels. We even love to make mellow yellow snow. If you get my drift and if you get my point, I know a lot of uh, people are going to say, "What is mellow yellow snow?" Well. Uh, I'm not going to go into full details in this podcast. You're going to have to figure it out for yourself. But nevertheless, we love the the enjoyment in just playing in snow. However, when it comes to still going to work or you're in school or you're in church or you're at work or wherever and it starts snowing then... Now you have to deal with traveling in it. And let me tell you something, an inch of snow in my city can shut the city down in a matter of minutes because no one knows how to drive in ice. Now, snow isn't the issue. The issue is when that snow hits uh, the streets, it melts and it turns into ice. Particularly when it's cold, we have a hard time. Even a thin layer of ice can wreck can wreck someone's day. You know, I started noticing cars uh, being uh, cars that are abandoned along the roadways. Cars flipped over. Cars cars that slid into an embankment. Uh, cars parked uh, alongside the street because if you uh, if your driveway is going uphill, you're you're gonna have a hard, difficult time getting your car up the hill. Ice is not a good friend for front-wheel drive cars. Now, if you got a four-wheel drive car, uh, your chances are are increased because uh, you you can just deal with this stuff. But the salt trucks are out here. And uh, they're slowly but surely clearing up the roadways. A lot of main roads are about 80% clear. I think the I think the first thing they work on is the highways. The highways, the busy ones, are definitely clear. So, um, like I said, this snow started Thursday uh, into Friday. Today is Saturday, and now I'm starting to see. Uh, the roadways, uh, the roadways are clearing up. Okay, 
Um, sorry for the weather update. I'm just telling you uh, what then transpired in my city. You know, I we love playing in it in the snow. We love making snow angels and s snowmen and, and things of that nature. We love sliding in it. We love skating on the ice and all that good jazz. But when it comes to actually driving in the ice on the roadways, uh, we hate it. We hate it with a passion. And like I said, a, a, a serious, I'm just waiting for the day. Now, last year we had a severe, serious ice storm. And it trapped us for at least a good five or six days. And the snow was coming down that whole day into the next day. And it, it was rough. It, it was severely rough. Okay. But uh, hopefully this will be our last snowstorm. And uh, all we have to worry about is frigid temperatures. Uh, now, it does get somewhat warm in February. Um. But you have to admit, like, like we're like, like eighty, maybe ninety percent into winter, and this is uh, last week was our first major snowstorms. So, I mean, God is looking out uh, for us, and hopefully, the worst is behind us. Okay, so I didn't want to do this whole podcast talking about snow. <laughs> But I am going to do this podcast on, on a lot of things that happened this week. I want to send a, an RIP to Sidney Poitier. He passed away. Uh, he's upstairs with, 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 the, with the big man in heaven. Uh, if, if you don't know who he is, he was a, an accomplished uh, actor, decorated actor. Uh, he also fought for African-Americans uh, as far as, uh, as rights. I mean, he was always on the front line uh, giving opportunities to uh, us because uh, African-Americans because we was minorities, uh, particularly in that uh, era. And him as well as other actors and actresses, athletes, uh, personalities, uh, you know, raised awareness about our struggle and I have to uh, tip my hat to him because uh, without him, a lot of the stuff that we take for granted, we probably would not even had an opportunity. If it wasn't for his good work and his good deed, as well as other people's good work and good deeds, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today. Uh, you know, who would have thunk we would have had an African-American president? Okay, who would have thunk that? Who would have thought that we would be leaders uh, in the political world? That we would have a voice. That we uh, we would have we would be you know we would have a billionaire as an African American, a millionaire as an African American, you know, African American. I mean, a lot of these things we take for granted. Uh, Thirty, maybe 40, 50 years ago, you might want to talk to your great great I mean your great grandparents a lot of this stuff was considered unheard of and 30 years is not a lot of time it's not a lot of time 
And uh, despite all that, a lot of stuff that we probably take for granted and we, we just assume that uh, regardless, we was going to get it regardless or not. Uh, or, you know, it was already established. So why should we even be talking about it? I, I just think that um, we should appreciate the hard work for a lot of civil civil rights workers, um, influencers, actors, uh, actresses, athletes, uh, politicians, judges, uh, you know, that fault for where we are today. And Sidney Poitier was one of those individuals. So uh, RIP to him. So in other uh, news of the day, y'all want to say news of the day or news of the week, um, the three uh, uh, individuals that murdered uh, Ahmad, uh, their sentencing was uh, yesterday. And the father and son is going to get life in prison with no possibility of parole. Plus, they got more years on top of that. I apologize for the noise in the background. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Now, the individual that videotaped all of it, and they used uh, a portion, or well, they used a lot of his, um, the footage that he, uh, that he used, they used that, they used the majority of that to prosecute um, those three individuals. Uh, he got, um, he got a life with the possibility of parole. Um, so out of the three, I feel like that individual would probably um, live long enough to see some type of freedom. Now, keep this in mind. Uh, keep this in mind that um, this does not count for the federal uh, indictment. And uh, that has not started yet. So as far as the state goes, uh, the father and son gets life without the possibility of parole. So they're gonna prop, they're gonna ride in jail. They're never gonna see a light of day of freedom in their lives. Okay. And uh, the third individual, uh, he's got life with the possibility of parole. Uh, out of uh, those three individuals, he's probably uh, going to. If he lives long enough, he'll probably be able to, um, uh, you know, you know, see, uh, see freedom. Okay. Uh, but still justice was served. Uh, these three individuals got smoked on a state level. Uh, now they haven't even went through uh, federal court. Uh, now they got hate crimes. Uh, they, they got a, a, a bevy of crimes on top of their heads. And uh, depending on the judge, depending on the situation, uh, and uh, Aubrey's parents, they definitely going to be in attendance, and they they definitely going to say their piece. Um, I think they're going to get smoked uh, again on a federal level. I don't see a judge feeling sorry for these three individuals, particularly when you look at the evidence. If you look at and you listen to the testimony, all three of these guys, you know, a lot of people come with the um come with the opinion that they were protecting their neighborhood but 
There was nothing to protect there. It was just an innocent man that was jogging. And I want a lot of people to think about that for a second and put you and place yourself in those shoes. Uh, I used to run. I used to run. Now, due to a surgery, uh, the road of getting back to uh, me running uh, three, four miles a day is is a stretch. Uh, but I'm starting the process, and um, you know, you have to, particularly when you run, you have to crawl before you work, walk. Uh, what I mean by that is, if you can walk a mile then you should pace yourself and then you should start off walking then power walking then jogging and then actually running okay you know i advise anyone out there that's interested in running uh you have to crawl before you walk i would start at the base level and work my way up and and you know running is good uh you know for your body and to lose weight and things of that nature but that's not what this uh this is about um, just picture yourself running in a neighborhood. You're not bothering nobody. And then you see these two trucks try to pull, try to stop you, try to, uh, stop you from running. And you see three individuals, two of those individuals have weapons, have guns, have a shotgun. And another one has a, a, a handgun. What would you do in that predicament? You're a free individual. You have no charges. Even if you had papers on you, even if you had charges on you, you're not going to stay around long enough to figure out what the heck is going on. So he proceeds to flee away from because they never notified themselves who they are, what they are. They're not uh, they're not police officers. They're not trained for this. They didn't even go to the to the due diligence of at least calling for an officer. All right. They took the law in their own hands and they felt like uh, the best way to handle this matter was to shoot uh, an innocent man. Like some animal, like a deer. And that was going to be that for, for, for them. If you listen to the testimony, even the guy who filmed a lot of the footage, I mean, uh, all three of these individuals show no compassion uh, for him. The moment when they shot him, the moment they watched him bleed to death. And I felt like when the police officers were there, they thought this was going to be the good old boy network. They didn't even feel no compassion then. Only they started only started feeling compassion when they started when the realization started settling in that they could possibly go to jail for this. They, they, they could, they obviously did something wrong. They did not follow any type of uh, protocols, no procedures. And this is what happens when people want to take the law in their own, their own hands. They feel like they're above the law. And this is what happens to a lot of individuals. So I do not feel sorry for any of these individuals. And the prosecution suggested to the judge that these three individuals should not be allowed to make a profit uh, from this ordeal, from this tragedy. 
Now, you have to... Okay, after they were sentenced, and then, um, you know, the defense and the prosecution start laying out the groundworks of how they're going to serve their time and this, that, and the other. The prosecution uh, want, announced to the judge that also he should file a motion where these three individuals should not make a dime, a profit off of this tragedy. So you have to say to yourself, why would she say that? Because I get sneaking suspicion the prosecution as well as others already know that these three individuals got book deals lined up. They got interviews lined up. They want to tell their side of the story. And they're saying, hey, if I'm going to be in jail, I might as well be in jail and make some money. Make a quick buck off of a tragedy that you caused. Off of a tragedy that uh, no loss, no life was lost that you cared about on your side. And 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 that and you're thinking about money because you already know that you're never gonna see another light of day as a free man. Particularly the the father and the and the son, uh, they're gonna spend prison, they're gonna be in jail for the rest of their lives. The son has to be 40. I think the father's like 60 or 70. You know, even him spending 20 years in jail is 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 a life sentence for him. He's going to die in jail. And the son is just going to die in jail just from the charges alone. Okay, there's he's never going to get an opportunity to get out of prison. Now, like I said, out of the three, the guy who filmed all of it, uh, as long as he does, uh, and I feel like if he does 20 years, um, he, he goes to the board to see if, uh, they would release him, but, uh, I feel like they're going to deny him the first time. I, I just don't think they're going to adjust his first time to the board. They're just going to allow him to walk because this thing is going to sting everyone for the rest of their lives, particularly their family. Their family is still going to go to these meetings parole board hearings and things of that nature. Their family are, are is still coming. Regardless of what you think, they're still coming. And they're going to make sure everyone in that proceeding relives that moment in time. Even 20 years down the road, they're going to make sure everyone has this imprint in their head of what took place that faithful day. And then they're going to judge him. You know, they, they don't care about him not getting into any fights in prison, being a good Samaritan in prison for him uh, taking odd jobs in prison. They're not going to care about none of that stuff. They're going to listen to the testimony of the parents who lost their son. So. I feel like uh, these three individuals uh, now on the state level, two of them, the father and the son is, is never going to get out of prison. They're, they're stuck in prison. <clears throat> and the other individual, uh, he may have an opportunity for parole, 
But this all hinges on what type of sentencing they're going to sentencing they're going to get on a federal level. And let me tell you, folks, you have to do your federal crime, your federal time first, and you do all of it. You don't do a half this and a half of that, and then uh, you know they may let you go on. Uh, you know they may let you go if you do like 10% of your time. No, you have to do all your time on a federal level. And then when you've done all your time on a federal level, which uh, I just feel like these three individuals are not even going to make it to that point. Well, the father is not probably not going to make it to that point. The son will probably make it to that point. And the, uh, the other guy is going to make it to that point. And then they have to do their state crime. They don't do them consecutively. When you go into federal prison, you have to do federal time. Once you've done your time with the federal uh, with the federal government, they transfer you to a state prison. And then you do your time there. What the state already done gave you. So there's a possibility that all three of these individuals may not see a light of day when it comes to freedom. So that's that. I mean, uh, and, and I, I was listening uh, to the proceedings yesterday and I was listening to his father and he was talking about when he was going through all this, he was just looking at the father and the son and said to them, you know, you two technically still have each other. I don't have my son. Uh, you two didn't have to uh, worry about laying your son to rest. I had to endure that. I mean, he said a lot of stuff that was so uh, passionate and, and emotional. You can't help but feel sorry for him and for the mother. And uh, these people are going to be a focal point in these three individuals' lives. And they... they you know, and they have no one to blame but themselves. Maybe 10, 20, 30 years from now, um, you'll start hearing stories that, well, it was all his ideal. I really didn't want to do it, but I felt pressured in doing it. Um, you know, you're going to start hearing stories like that where they'll start, um, separating themselves from each other because uh, let's just face facts none of these three is going to be in the same maximum security prison and if they are in the, in the same maximum security prison prison they're not going to be uh in uh, walking distance among them, themselves they're going to be on individual floors now they're going to be separated from the population so the prison population where they won't get executed by prisoners that may uh, don't like these three guys, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just sad all the way around. And uh, my heart goes out to uh, to the family of of, of Aubrey. I, I my my um, heart goes out to them, and uh, I hope slowly but surely uh, the healing process starts and. We're going to be uh, talking about this for the rest of our lives. So, yeah.
So, uh, anywho, that's all I got for today. I, I wanted no days off on my podcast. I want to consistently give you guys crank out content every single week, every single Saturday. I felt like, let me go ahead and upload this a little bit early and let you guys get a taste of it. And um, I will see you guys next Saturday. Um, was going to talk about AB, but, you know, what's, what's, what's left to talk about that? Okay, what's left to talk about? Uh, if you guys are interested in that, I'll talk about it next week. You know, uh, I feel like there's really nothing to talk about. But, uh, anywho, it's your boy, the host with the most. I do not brag or boast. I'm coming to you live from coast to coast. It's your boy. I'm up out of here. Outro, people. Outro. <laughs>